the Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, from the 25th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Indeed, our gospel is taken from the gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, and it can be found on your uh, Pew Bible on page 1542. This is Matthew 25, 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. And I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. And I was sick, and you looked after me. And I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And when the righteous, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When? Did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. And I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. And I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, And you did not look after me. And they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the least, of these you did not do for me. 
And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me, please? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. As I stated uh, over the last few weeks, towards the end of the church year, the last few Sundays are about judgment. And they are sobering. They are designed, their purpose is to proclaim Christ and Him crucified, always, but also for a warning. And I have a story to tell you. Do you have time? There was a there was a man walking on a beach, and he found a, a magic lamp. And when he rubbed the lamp, a genie appeared, and he told him that he would be granted one wish. Now, apparently, this season that we're going in, in uh, is... Uh, affecting everybody. The genie has been forced to cut back on his allotment of wishes because times are tough for everybody. So it's one wish, one wish only. At any rate, the man was given that wish, and he immediately asked for a copy of the newspaper with the stock market report that would be published exactly one year from that day. And suddenly, Shazam, the paper appeared in his hand, and he looked at it with his eyes, greedy eyes. And he scanned the columns of the companies listed. And he identified stocks that he could invest in and make millions and millions of dollars. And he was, he was pretty happy about that. It was a good plan. It was a shrewd plan. He was pretty proud then he flipped the page, and he read his very own obituary, exactly one year from the day he received the paper. Now, I hope this is obvious that the story is fictitious, but it does serve a purpose, and that purpose is that we need to consider this gospel's reading uh, from Matthew 25 as a warning. 
The passage is about Jesus' coming judgment. The time when he will separate the sheep from the goats, that is, believers from unbelievers. And Scripture says elsewhere that Jesus will come like a thief in the night. In other words, the day and the hour are unknown, and we are warned that today, today is the appointed day. Now is the day of salvation. We are warned when he says salvation is near. Now when the time comes, Jesus will descend from heaven. And the shout of the archangel, and there will be heard the trumpet of God. And we are told that delight will fill the hearts of the faithful, while others will be, well, they're going to be racked with fear. I posted a picture on our Facebook website, and it looks just like this. I'm sure you can see it from back there. But it's a, it's a picture of Jesus. And it is uh, one of the many iconic images that you can find through history that uh, shows Jesus as the ruler of all. And you'll find uh, this image, uh, again, like I said, I did post it on our Facebook page. So those that are watching, you can look at it, and, and you can see this picture of Jesus. And, and, and he's, it's a mosaic, and, and it, there's a kind face, and um, in his right hand, he is holding up his hand like this, like he's given a benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I mean, it's peaceful. And he's wearing a, a, a blue kind of a, a shawl, kind of a robe. And then his tunic is gold. And it's, it looks like it's woven gold. It's, and, and clearly, um, this is the king, the ruler of all. And then in his left hand, he's holding scripture, which has been described that this is gospel. And it isn't just any gospel. It's the gospel of Matthew. And it is the gospel of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, which is found in, on page 1514 of your pew Bible. Should I read it for you? How about that? This is the gospel of Jesus coming, giving a benediction. He is clearly the king. He has the gospel. And it reads like this. This is his nature. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the nature of our God for those who believe. Now, in our scripture we read and heard, before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people 
one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats are going to be on his left. Now, having separated the sheep from the goats, Jesus then recounts all of the good done by the sheep and all of the evil done by the goats. As he says that the sheep fed the hungry, they gave a drink to the thirsty, and they clothed the naked. And conversely, he says that the goats did none of the same. And consequently, he says to them, depart from me. You cursed. You go into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So while it is clear that there is a definite separation between the sheep and the goats, the holy and the unholy, sin causes the sheep, now listen to me, sin causes the sheep to sometimes fear that they are bad sheep. And it sometimes, that is sin, sometimes causes goats to assume that they are good goats. In other words, the sheep, they recognize all of the bad things that they've done in life. And they sometimes fear, the sheep, fear that those things will be brought up on the day of judgment. In contrast, the goats, on the other hand, assume that every act of theirs with a seeing sense of virtue will be counted to their credit on the day of judgment. Surely he saw how good I am. Wasn't that nice of me? In reality... If you look closely at the text of Matthew 25, which we just read, you'll find that Jesus commends the sheep. That is, he has only good to say to them and about them. Nothing does he have to the contrary. He is all about how good they are. Now, on the other hand, he condemns the goats, having nothing good to say to them or about them. And yet still, you know, I do this. This is the flesh. This is our flesh in our DNA. In our DNA, in our own understanding, we have imprinted there the notion that God will judge the world on the last day with some sort of a a two-column ledger system, maybe a scale. And one column will be for all the things that we've done good. And the other column will be for all the things that we've done bad. Right? And it is in our psyche deep in our psyche, in our, our flesh, that this notion that as long as our good column, our good scale, you know, is 
a little bit heavier than the bad, that we'll be okay. And it is natural for all of us at times to think in terms of bad sheep and good goats. We can't help it. Even pastors aren't immune to that stinking thinking sometimes. But our perception couldn't be farther from the truth when we think that way. Again, Scripture tells us exactly what the day of judgment will be like. It says that Jesus, the ruler of all, will separate the sheep from the goats solely on the basis of faith. Goats are goats. Because they, in life, they denied the grace and the mercy of God in Christ. Consequently, they stand before God, naked, as it were, in the unfettered corruption of their flesh. They have no Savior. And even every supposed good thing that they had done in life it's counted as sin against them because they were so proud to assume that they could impress God while they hoped that there would be a two-sided ledger of good and bad there for them is only bad everything is known about the goat's life and everything is wrong they had trusted in themselves, and they are found most decidedly wanting. Now the sheep, the sheep are sheep by virtue of their trust in, their dependence on Christ Christ, who throughout their life called them by name and spoke to them through his word. They are sheep because they hear him and they say, I have called, they hear him say this, I have called you by your name. You are mine. You've heard that. They are sheep because they hear him say, I have loved you unto death, even death on that cross. They are sheep because they hear him say, take and drink. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. They are sheep because there are few words more meaningful to them than God's word of absolution, which is, I forgive you all of your sins. They are sheep because they have washed in the blood of God's lamb. They are sheep because they are clothed in Christ's righteousness. Now, when the sheep, when you 
stand before God on the day of judgment, he will commend you for the gun, for the, (sighs) forgive me, Father, I speak too fast. On the day of judgment, you and me, the sheep, he will commend us for the good done throughout our life because he fills your life. He fills my life with good things. Your life, in other words, is sanctified. Your life is made holy through the faith that you have in Christ. Whether you are feeding the hungry, whether you are working a job and providing for your family, loving your spouse and your children, or simply being a friend to someone else, he says this, well done, good and faithful servant. boy, kid. That's what dad is saying to you. And it's all good because it's done in faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Okay. So you can say, but pastor, listen. What about my sins? I'm saying your sins cuz But what about what about your sins? What about my sins? What about all those times when <clears throat> I didn't feed the hungry? What about when I didn't extend a hand of compassion to someone who needed it? What about those times I'm ashamed to say when I was angry with God or when I failed to thank him for all of his goodness to me? What about those times when I took his grace for granted or when I confessed my sin and then a couple minutes later I'm doing it again? What about that? Yeah, well, I got another story. Do you have time? No. Who said that? (laughs) Well, I got another story. There's an old, it's short. There's an old legend about a man named Martin of Tours. In fact, Martin Luther is said to have been named after him. And the legend goes like this. Martin of Tours was at home one day when he heard a knock on the door. And he answered it, and there was a man standing at his door who claimed to be Jesus. Now, Martin of Tours suspected that perhaps this man might actually be the devil himself the angel of darkness, the one who had come to tempt him. So Martin decided that he would put the man to a test. And so he asked him this question. What sin is it that most often grips me that I have had to confess it to you over and over again. And without hesitation, 
the man at the door said, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. At which time Martin welcomed, him, welcomed his Lord into his home. On the day of judgment, Jesus will not remember your sins. That whole side of the supposed ledger will have been washed away. It's been washed away in the crimson flow of his blood. And more than that, you will be astonished by all the good that he brought to this world through your life, through your submission to him. And I leave you with this. See the lamb so long expected comes with pardon down from heaven. Let us haste with tears of sorrow one and all to be forgiven. So when next he comes in glory and the world is wrapped in fear, he will shield us with his mercy and with words of love he draws near. In the name of Jesus, the peace of the Lord that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto everlasting. Amen.